0: Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay, it's a Baywatch, because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen.
1: And I'm Morgan Slam Dunk Thrap. Ooh, ooh, (laughs) wow,
0: that's fitting. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... Like, should we should should we just jump the bullet and say why it's
1: fitting? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think it's funnier if we don't.
0: Okay, so I think the funniest is if we just don't talk about the episode at all. Yeah. And record a different podcast.
1: (laughs) How else will we talk about the number of extremely long montages in this episode? I mean, don't. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's what we did for Armored Car. Yeah, yeah. But we should have
0: planned that ahead of time. We didn't. Uh, Probably. Uh, but luckily, there's so much to say about this. Baywatch Season 3, Episode 10, Lifeguards Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. So this was written by Lloyd Schwartz, who also wrote the Gilligan's Island episode. Um, oh. So I can blame all of that on on you i think this is <laughs> our punishment for you liking that episode and yeah. it was directed by his holiness saint gregory j bonan and mm-hmm. it was aired november 16th 1992 now this episode half of it is based on the 1972 movie the heartbreak kid can you guess which part of the plot is based
1: off of that i'm gonna say the dennis plot line yes uh God, I fucking hated that plot line yeah. so much That is, uh, and in
0: this, that was originally Sybil Shepherd was in it and In this case, uh, Pamela oh. Anderson
1: plays the Sybil Shepherd part Gotcha, um, that's the the Elaine May movie, right? I believe? Uh, I think so, yes Yeah, I can't say I've seen it, but I'm, I'm aware of it Now, there's a, this is also based on another movie
0: But to talk about that, I need to talk about our first guest star Mm-hmm. And that is Dick Baker, who plays a coach in this episode. He was the action basketball coach in the movie White Men Can't Jump, which came out oh. the same year as this. Oh, yeah. So that came out in March and this was filmed a few months prior. So like they saw that probably at the theater and were like, whoa. <laughs> or like Lloyd wow. Schwartz saw it at the theater was like, whoa, I should write about
1: this. This is a good throwaway episode for Baywatch. Um, I assumed that the timelines must have been a little more disparate, but I guess I just didn't realize how quickly they turned around these episodes. Yeah, so
0: like, that came out in theaters March twenty seventh. So this aired November sixteenth, March, April, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Eight months later. Right? Oh, okay. So they had to write it and film it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I imagine they probably shot it around like June. So they probably Probably. just saw it and were like, yo,
1: let's write this right now. (laughs) I know if there's one thing that people famously associate with lifeguards, it's basketball. It's well, I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But also in this episode, uh, Jeff Altman is back. He played Fred, one of our least favorite roles we've ever seen in the show. Back in season one, was he playing Dennis? Yes. I thought he looked familiar. Yep. So God damn it. He was in season one, episode six. He was the guy who was like, I'm going to pretend to be a lifeguard. Uh, Yeah, that guy. Uh, In fact, we were told we were vanilla shaming for hating Fred.
1: (laughs) Um, Now, God, Jeff Altman, play another character challenge 2021. Well, luckily for you, Morgan. We only have to see this actor
0: five more times in this series. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, he's a comedian, and I don't think he's funny, and I think his roles suck, and I think his yeah. acting sucks.
1: I think everything yeah. about him sucks. I He's so one note in both this performance and the last one. Yes, yes. Uh, everything about him
0: is a thing that I hate. Yeah. Uh now also we have Lisa Canning who plays Cookie Washington. Her IMDB What a good name. It's a great name. Her IMDB assures us that Lisa Canning is one of television's most popular and admired on air personalities. This is because she was a host of Entertainment Tonight for three years in the nineteen nineties. So ah. I think this is an old description. Now <laughs> she was also in the movie Bombshell from 2019, which has oh maybe one of the most star-studded casts I've ever seen in a movie, ever. Um, yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, John Lithgow, Allison Janney, Malcolm McDowell, Kate McKinnon, Connie Britton, Rob Delaney, Mark Duplass, Stephen Root, Darcy Carden, Richard Kind, Jennifer Morrison, Ashley Green, Alice Eve, Tricia Helfer, and Madeline
1: Zima holy shit yeah I've, i knew it was a i knew it was a stacked cast but like holy shit you know what it's about yeah it's about uh megan fox right or not not megan fox <laughs> um fuck uh what's her name the fucking fox news host uh-huh. um right yep megan uh i now want to say megan trainer but i know that's keep not going, it either. It's <laughs> be funnier It's Megan, Megan Mullaney no. uh, Megan fucking um, me- Oh shit Megan. Fucking. What the fuck's her name <laughs> <laughs> Fuck um, Megan uh, Shit I have no idea I'm blanking now Well your blanking has caused me
0: to also blank So I'm going to look <laughs> it up <laughs> So we're just going to look it up Bombshell movie It's about Megan Kelly
1: Megan Kelly, yes.
0: Yeah. Now, do you know who John Lithgow plays?
1: Uh it's Roger Ailes. Yeah. Right?
0: Which is crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh that's just such a weird
1: role. And uh, Malcolm McDowell plays Rupert Murdoch, which is also Oh. Weird. Um, I haven't actually seen the movie, but I just remember hearing a lot about it and how it was actually really bad and like supposed to be showing how skeezy and, you know, sexually abusive those offices were, but then ended up just having like super skeezy male gaze that made it actually just feel like they were abusing, um, fucking Margot Robbie. Like, (laughs) yeah, all the, uh,
0: the reviews I'm reading say that um, it was a cutesy screenplay which unfolds at a cartoony pace more suitable to a dark comedy. Uh, Yeah. And then Making Kelly post a 30-minute video being like, mm,
1: I don't like this. It's like, yeah, Uh, It seems like it was very much trying to cash in on, like, the big short and, like, Adam McKay's style of stuff. Yeah. um, Without having the skill of Adam McKay. Yep. Yep. Now... Lisa Canning was also
0: in weird science with Anthony Michael Hall, who plays Trey Harris in this episode. Wait, uh, (laughs) sorry. No, that's not right. right. It's Anthony C. Hall, who plays Ah. Trey Harris in this episode, who mostly just plays basketball roles. Uh, but she was in weird science. So that's, that's cool. That's a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch weird science. It's fun. Um, now, lastly, we have Lou Rawls, who plays Ozzy Thompson. Uh, Morgan, do you know who Lou Rawls is?
1: The name sounds very familiar to me, but I could not tell you why. So he's a musician. Uh, okay. He has sold over 40 million albums. Uh,
0: he's oh. made 65 albums. He's Holy shit. Three-time Grammy winner for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance. Okay. So he's, he's like classic R&B musician. He, gotcha. He did some acting. Uh, he, You may know him as... Well, he would first, he would end up with a regular role on Baywatch Nights, so you'll see more of oh. him. Um, I kind of liked him in this episode, so I'm not mad about that. Good, because other than Hey Arnold, where he played Harvey <laughs> the Mailman, who was a singer, mm. Baywatch Nights is his only regular acting role ever. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, though... In Captain Planet, he did play a character called Dr. Rice, and I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's really all of our characters. I mean, there's not that many characters in this episode that are named, and it kind of either goes too fast or too slow to introduce people. Yeah. So,
1: Wait, so are you telling me that this episode doesn't have a single crossover with Jake and the Fat Man? Uh, Is this even a Baywatch episode? I didn't look, but
0: it, <laughs> it could. Uh, if you want me to, wow. I can look through the 95 actors <laughs> from Baywatch. <laughs> who are also on Jake and the Fat Man.
1: No, it's quite all right. It's honestly uh,
0: funnier to skip an episode to then come yeah. back when you least expect it. Uh, we've, we've had too many Jake and the Fat Mans in a row. Uh, yeah. And it's it's honestly, the more we leave it, the better it
1: will be. For our Jake and the Fat Man podcast, <laughs> I believe the cl- the correct plural is Jakes and the Fat Man. I believe it's uh, called Jake Cast, <laughs> <laughs> the Jake Cast. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess let's get into the episode then. Uh, we start off with a little bit of marimba music. What? Uh, yeah, in my version, there's like. 15 seconds of marimba music, Um, and then we go into the basketball game that is shot very badly.
0: So, yes, I would like you to uh, go on YouTube
1: and look up a song.
0: Okay. And the song is called Running Wild, and it's by the Soup Dragons. And click play and listen to that for like 30 seconds or 15 seconds.
1: Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah.
0: Because this is the song we get for this montage in the original airing.
1: This makes much more sense than the version I got. It doesn't make sense, though. (laughs) But it's at least like it's at least like high energy and there's a driving drum beat. And like, you know, there's something I get like weird, like pop R&B that just like it sounds too romantic for this basketball game.
0: Well, you know what they say? All's fair in love war, Pokemon battles and basketball. <laughs> uh, now, in my version. Well, actually, let me just say again, I think it's such a weird choice for song. Maybe one of the weirdest choices. It's not that it's bad. It's that it's so weird. Uh, maybe one of the weirdest sound choices I've heard for this show. Other than that time where in Morgan's version, there was like a shopping montage and he got like German techno. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that was fucking
0: weird. <laughs> um, but in my version, we get a song called You Can Fly by the Rumble Brothers. Ooh, And they are a duo from Doncaster, England. And I guess they were like, oh, the Soup Dragons are from the UK. So let's get a UK band for this one. <laughs> Uh, Sure. Because it sounds vaguely similar to the original song, but nowhere near as good. So uh, Morgan, just please read these lyrics. All right.
1: uh, Do your magic. Always rising up to bring you down. Gotta show them all you're the best around. All you can do is spread your wings and you can fly. All you gotta do is spread your wings and you can fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing to the top. There's no higher stakes. Breaking all the rules if that's what it takes. All you do is spread your wings and you can fly. All you do is spread your wings and you can fly. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I love that whenever you tried to hit the high notes, the Discord audio would, would go out,
1: so it's just like I was like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds roughly the same quality as the f- song I got, uh, <laughs> which was also not good. Yeah. But yeah, we get like a three minute solid montage of just basketball that's shot very badly. Like it's most of it is from the like waist down and there's these giant lens flares and super quick movement. So it is absolutely impossible to follow what the hell is going on.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, first off, basketball isn't necessarily my favorite sport. Uh, No. um, But I have never watched a basketball game in my life. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but you've seen Space Jam. So you've watched the best basketball game. I've seen the first 15 minutes of Space Jam 2. You've never seen Space Jam 1? Nope. Well, we're going to change that (laughs) because Space Jam 1 is actually fun. All right. There's a reason it's a classic. Well, it's like... You know, the classics, uh, the Godfather, (laughs) Citizen Kane, Space Jam. Uh, No, I I like Space Jam. But uh, I, as we discussed before, there are many differing opinions on uh, Space Jam 2 on this podcast. Uh, As we've heard, Sparkle hates it. Homecoming loves it. You know, look, it's a movie for all sorts. (laughs) <laughs> but what I can tell you is yeah, a lot of this episode there are basketball montages that are not good, they're not shot well, they're not competent. Probably because no. it's it's you know, our our father above who's still alive, <laughs> Gregory Bonin, directing it and I'm not sure he you knows uh-huh. anything about basketball.
1: Yeah. No, it's just it's like Uh, It's so bad. It's so hard to follow all of the montages in this. And there's like, what, five basketball montages? Something like that. In this. Um, And yeah, there's just even even the games where it's two on two. It's very tricky to figure out what the hell is going on at any point. And so it erases any stakes because some of these basketball games end up being supposedly high stakes. But you can't actually tell who's winning or losing at any point until the montage ends. And then we're like, oh, I guess they won. See, this is why they should have had like a ticker at the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I would love that. That's dumb. And I love it. That would be a very fun, like, avant-garde filmmaking thing to do. Just, like, pop up a fucking, like, basketball score card at they the should, bottom, like you would see on, like, ESPN or something. But they should have it on every episode.
0: Yes. It should be um, Oh man, a ticker that just says Mitch and then question mark, and it should just <laughs> randomly assign points, so you have to figure it out for the episode. Like,
1: who? Ooh. what is the mystery ticker? Oh man, ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there would be like every episode it's a different thing that Mitch is scoring points for. Yeah, exactly. Uh and if you figure it out and you're the first one to uh I don't know, write into Baywatch, they'll send you uh, a lovesync. A love sink. a love sync. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a ploy. Everything
0: goes back to love sync, the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you imagine the idea that the love sync was created by the Illuminati, but no one's buying
1: into it because they're all like, "Fuck the Illuminati!" <laughs> it's it was created by the Illuminati. Ooh, if you know what I mean? Ooh, no, I don't. But I. Don't. <laughs> um. But yeah. We'll we'll talk more about these terrible basketball montages later. Uh, but Honestly,
0: they're better than the out than the next thing that's happening. So it's like, well, I'd yeah. rather talk
1: about the better horrible thing than the worst horrible thing. God. But yeah, this montage ends with an argument between two guys and they're shoving each other and getting in each other's faces. Um, and then we cut to the B plot in this episode, which fucking sucked. And I hated it. Yep. Um, where we see a couple having their honeymoon on the beach and Dennis, the husband, is just not into it at all. But Arlene, who has a very strong Bronx accent, and I loved her. Uh, oh, yeah, is I was going to mention very that. into it. Oh, it's just so romantic. We're sitting on the beach. I'm gonna get some uh, give me some musta. She doesn't, say, <laughs> it doesn't pronounce the D. It's just musta. Mustard.
0: mustard. Yeah, no, you're not you're doing so it good. wrong. You said you pronounced you made a d noise.
1: It's musta. She she swallows <laughs> she swallows the d. Um <laughs> but it, there's still a little hint of say, it. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that on the radio, okay? <laughs> uh listen, the FCC can come after me all they want. The FCC can <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> Because we need a little controversy. Um, but at this point, uh, Dennis loses his napkin and CJ shows up to pick it up. And the husband immediately uh, ogles her and falls in love. Um, and the wife is oblivious. And uh, Dennis goes after CJ to apologize for littering. And CJ's like, oh, OK, sure. He says, uh, he says,
0: I'm not a bad guy. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not a bad yeah. guy. And she's like, what guy? And I'm a litter bug, and she's like, okay (laughs) He goes, my
1: secretary is a slob And she goes, okay (laughs) Yeah, my note at this point was Fuck this dude Um, (laughs) And then I have an exchange written down Near the end of him and CJ talking I would say flirting, because he's definitely trying to flirt But um, where he says, I like to smell the fresh air The clams, the crabs, the sand CJ goes, me too and just walks off <laughs> and i was very excited that cj was going to shut him the fuck down uh but then she doesn't later in the episode um god um but yeah then we get a scene of mitch and stephanie racing on the beach and bantering uh but then
0: well and we get we get the the further characterization of them of just they are not willing to admit how horny they are for each other. Uh, oh,
1: God, yeah. And everything is a competition between them. Yeah. No, they are. They are fucking like, it's a miracle that they are not having sex on the beach right now. Um, I mean, they could just I go guess, to the bar for that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> go to say. The They're a great drink. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not my favorite style oh, of drink, up. but it's not terrible. <laughs> it's a sweet drink. Yeah. Exactly. Um, It's, you know, it's not terrible. I prefer, I think, if I'm going to go in that style, I like a Tequila Sunrise better because it's just a little simpler. Um, See, I want more complicated because I want more sugar. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'll drink a Sex on the Beach. But if I'm going to drink, like, 90s Fern Bar cocktails, give me me a, a Tequila Sunrise any day. 90s fern bar. Yeah. um, So fern bars are a term used to refer to like TGI Fridays and Applebee's and Chili's because a lot of them around the time of the 90s, when they were getting very popular, tended to have a lot of fake ferns everywhere to make them look classy, but still differentiate themselves from nightclubs. Uh, And that's where a lot of the used styles of drinks like got their start.
0: Why would anybody need to differentiate a Chili's or an Applebee's from a
1: nightclub? Because they were trying to give it like a different vibe, like a lot of. No, the- I
0: mean, like there's no vibe <laughs> I can think of. Even in the 90s of like an Applebee's, you would walk in, you'd be like this sit down family restaurant is kind of like a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, the lights I mean, are on. Apparently it used to be much more of a like single spot. I mean, I don't fucking understand it. I've been to one of those restaurants like twice in my entire life and did not feel like, oh, yes, this is the place I would well, go they, if I they, were single to pick up women. But, but like, yeah.
0: I, I can think of, I remember, like, a Taco Bell in the 90s mm-hmm. that had a fern in it. But I'm like, I wasn't mistaking this Taco Bell for a
1: nightclub. <laughs> well, the problem is now you could because they have Taco Bell nightclubs in wherever right. the fuck. They have Taco Bell opened a couple locations that are like late night restaurant nightclub things. Wait, 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 wait. Baja Blast margaritas or whatever the so fuck. So you're saying mm-hmm. I could go
0: to a nightclub, which I wasn't going to go to in the first place. But now <laughs> I could go to the Taco Bell nightclub mm-hmm. and I could. Like as as the intended activity, go shit my brains in the bathroom. <laughs> like as the intended activity.
1: Yeah. But now you can do it with loud music.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing! Because before I was just <laughs> shitting in the bathroom without the loud music, About the Taco Bell, it was just the yeah. like food poisoning from like the shitty <laughs> drinks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I want to go to the Taco <laughs> Bell nightclub. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, I do. My hope is that it's actually a nightclub that's like a combo, like you know the Taco Bell combo restaurants, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like a Taco Bell KFC or whatever. It's Taco Bell KFC Pizza Hut. And then uh, someone else I know, like they are, I think, on the East Coast and they had it was like a was it Sonic or so it was like some burger place as well. Mm. Um, And so in my mind, I want to be the guy who's like at the nightclub. I go in for five seconds to dance because I get it all out. You know, right there. And there's there's no need to prolong this. Uh, you know, like I, uh, <laughs> I just get all the energy out there. And everyone's like, wow. And then I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I smile. I point at a few people. I wink. Then I go get a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I take pizza. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at my own story. <laughs> I take the pizza. And I go to the bathroom. And I'm just shitting. Mm-hmm. Shitting my brains out. And I'm like, it's okay. I have a pizza. So I did my Taco Bell <laughs> brains out. I got my Pizza Hut pizza. I'm in the yeah. bathroom. I can hear my favorite. It, it, insert artists I'm not. Sand, or, Sandstorm by Darude. I'd listen to that. Uh, actually, <laughs> in this nightclub, I like to pretend it's like grindcore. So it's just like melt banana mm. music. Uh, yeah. So it's just, you know, like really loud noise while like the shrill sounds of like a like a 22 year old Asian woman just screeches at you about <laughs> like tapers uh, and shatters. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, man, this is truly what the 90s are all about. <laughs> you know, I what, mean, it sounds delightful. You know what else the 90s are about, Morgan? What?
1: Finding dead bodies on the beach. Sure is, because uh, we've found uh, Tito Washington and uh, Tito Washburn, Washburn. Sorry, I had it written down as Washburn in my notes, but then his wife is referred to as Cookie Washington. So I was like, maybe I misheard what his last name is, or I guess they just kept their last names. Um, But it's just confusing. Um, But yeah, they find uh, they find Tito Washburn. And he was one of the basketball players from earlier. One of the greats. And mm-hmm.
0: Apparently, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know basketball. I know is uh is uh, uh, who are basketball players? Is he Jordan? I don't. I don't. <laughs> is he Scottie Pippen? I don't. Is he Dennis Rodman? I don't know. Is he one of the? Is he the fourth guy? I don't know who the fourth <laughs> guy. <is. laughs> Um, but You're yeah, Winsky, continue, please. Oh, I Stop. have no take idea. Me,
1: take me away from this joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll dribble into the next section of this episode. Um, I think I have now used all the basketball terms that I know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we learned from Mitch and Garner. Uh, so originally Mitch is like, hey, Did you know this guy? And I was like, well, that's kind of racist Um, because they're both black. And that seems to be the only connection. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then Gardner is like, yeah, no, he used to play college basketball. Yeah, that's how I knew him. Uh, And it's also he did a lot of cocaine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it makes up for like, like, yeah, it's a
0: connection. But the connection only exists because they knew if they just said, oh, because we're both black, they'd be like, "Yeah, well, this seems a bit racist." So, yeah, what if we both played basketball?
1: Mm-hmm. It, yeah, this whole episode, it felt right on the border of being racist well, all yeah, the time. It's, it's our, it's our, uh,
0: you know, once a season black people episode, like mm-hmm. season two, episode one. Yeah, you know, then we had our Latino episode. You know, last season as well, and this season we had our Native American episode, and I'm sure yeah. at some point we'll get a werewolf bar mitzvah, you know.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it turns out that uh, Tito started using cocaine, and Garner was never able to convince him not to, and Mitch and Garner are both sad that he died. It's it's great
0: because Garner says, I don't think it's drugs, because mm-hmm. he has a wife and a child It doesn't make sense. And Mitch yeah. says... The line at the century, which is. Do you remember this line? No. He says, Garner, nothing about
1: drugs makes sense. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so
1: good. I also loved that Garner was wearing a Dare shirt for most of this episode. Oh, a lot of the shirt. God, so he.
0: He, in the next scene, wears uh, a violence is immoral MLK Jr. shirt, which is awkward to me because he's a cop. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we see all the time Garner just, like, restraining people via violence and, Mm -hmm. like, guns and such. Mm -hmm. And, like, I get that in... uh, I don't want this to sound racist. In the once-a-season episode that you decide to write where you those are the only episodes where you include black people you also had a guy wearing an mlk shirt i get it but you also yeah. had a violence is immoral shirt for the cop yeah if it was yeah. like tito was found in a violence is immoral shirt i'd be like oh okay that seems better
1: yeah totally uh, no it's it just feels very i don't know Weird. The politics of this are weird. You want to hear a weird
0: politics thing? Sure. Okay. So, this is my one likely wrestling reference this episode. So, all right. not, did not think that's where we were going, but okay. I'm here for it. There's this wrestler in WWE whose dad died in 9 11. So, mm-hmm. she's, you know, spoken at 9 11 um, uh, memorial services, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, at 9-11, or around then, WWE had a show, I think it was, was it at Madison Square Garden? I can't remember where it was, but point is they had a nine eleven tribute show. Mm. And they did all these things about how, well, right after 9-11, basically every piece of entertainment media tried to assert back then that they were the reason that people moved past 9-11. Oh, you know? yeah. Like SNL asserts, oh, we were the America could laugh again. Yeah. God. Which it, they actually did tell a funny joke, which was they said, you know, we're excited to make you laugh again. And Rudy Giuliani says, why start now? <laughs> which, uh,
1: <laughs> you yeah, know, OK, that's for that's Yeah. Great.
0: Yeah. Uh, but d also likes to uh, assert as well as everyone else that you know, we, we help people, yada, yada. Sure, so everyone would have course. assumed that the wrestler who whose dad died during 9/11 would be one of the people who would speak about 9/11 or wrestle on the show that is a tribute to 9/11. But no. Uh she also had custom gear made for that episode. She didn't she didn't get to wrestle. But even oh. when she did get to wrestle Morgan? Oh no. Today when? in Saudi oh. Arabia. Oh no. She got to win a tournament called the Queen of the Ring tournament. Now, Mm -hmm. I should add that in this tournament and its matches are the only time she has ever won matches ever in the last two or three years. So they decide to have her win three matches, Mm -hmm. all of which are under two minutes because they don't care, in an effort to get her to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Now, you can understand how morally this might be a little bit questionable. Considering Little bit that the tournament also sort of started around nine eleven, mm-hmm. which they didn't include her in that, and then said, ah, "Don't worry, we'll make it up to you. We'll send you to Saudi Arabia." Um, wow. and they also did a, "Hey guys, remember, love is love, no violence, no bullying" campaign. To promote Saudi Arabia, Oof. to say, "Look, we're all, we're all just like each other." While the prince of Saudi Arabia sat there front row, <laughs> and god. then they came out in Susan G. Coleman shirts.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my god! <laughs> it's so oh funny! God. It's so funny! Oh my god! I love Blood Money. I that's the thing. <laughs> I love Blood Money. And that's that was that was the rant. I just need to get yeah. it off my chest. Yeah, no, fair, it was a good
1: rant Um, yeah, let's see Uh, next Lou up Rolls. Yeah, we get to meet Lou Rawls uh, cause Garner is practicing Shooting hoops Uh, when Ozzy comes by Lou Rawls to tease him for being a cop Um And Garner's like Hey, you have some information I want, and Ozzy's like, yeah Well first you gotta beat this guy In one-on-one basketball And then I'll tell you Uh, And they play basketball for a bit and trade points for a while. Uh, And then Garner finally wins. Um, And it's impossible to tell who is winning throughout any of this (laughs) long basketball game. I was very Um, confused what the rules were. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Ozzy is like, actually, the only thing I know is Tito had a family. And Garner's like, hey, the fuck? Uh, And Ozzy's like, well, if you come back tomorrow, maybe I'll have learned more things. He didn't say he had a family. He said his marriage was on the rocks.
0: Right. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We already knew he had a family, but it's just like, but
1: there's drama. Mm hmm. Um, but then we cut over to a hotel where Arlene is sunburnt to Fuck. Uh, and Dennis is very mad at her about this, but he won't admit it. Uh, and so she has to stay inside for a while, so now, uh... We get to see that Dennis's plan for the day is to stalk CJ. Yeah, uh, yeah. And throughout this entire plot line, it is played as if this is a funny, goofy thing that a man is harmlessly doing, well, and we Morgan, are given you need to very stop, goofy music. You need to stop
0: <laughs> shaming me, okay? Because yeah. It's just normal yeah. to have these feelings of... Mm-hmm. Now, look, I know some of you may, like, insta stock people,
1: but,
0: you know, that, that's weirdo creepo shit. Okay? Yeah, I don't want you sexual perverts even close <laughs> to me. But using some some good old binos to uh, to take a looky looky at Ugh. some
1: uh, cute young thing that Ugh, ain't creepy. On. That's just normal. Yeah. Oh god. Um. But yeah, first before we get into the stalking montage, um. God, sorry. I'm laughing Fuck. because I, I hate it, not because it's funny, because <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Yeah, Um. we get a little scene where Garner's like, hey, Mitch, let's practice basketball. And Mitch is like, but I don't want to. And the Garner's like, but you should. So they throw a basketball back and forth for a while. And Garner gives us an exposition dump on Ozzy. Uh, we, we also and-
0: get the line from Mitch that says, you know these, what they say, lifeguards can't jump. And I'm like, no, nobody says that.
1: They say that line like four times in the episode. Yeah. We've seen every
0: lifeguard jump off of like. Yeah. Off of the pier, off of the like, you know, the tower. Like we see them jump all the fucking
1: time. It's in their yeah. job to yeah. jump. <laughs> and it's like, OK, I get that they're going for OK. It's the title of the episode. But like do it once at the end of the episode if you must not scattered throughout. It doesn't. It just feels lazy at that point. Yes. Then we get the stalking montage where we see Dennis just spying oh, sorry. on sorry. CJ. We should we mm-hmm. should
0: add part of the point of the previous scene was to show that Garner's ability in basketball is that he can shoot from anywhere on the court. Yes. Uh, so the whole point is for to get him the ball. And that's going to mm-hmm. come up later sort of maybe.
1: Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, sort of. Yeah. All right. OK. I'm, I'm curious where it comes up because I oh. didn't even realize it did. I'll, I'll bring it up. Yeah. All there's right. one. There's I mean, OK, there's like
0: one part later in a montage where he's like, you ah. need to play more defense so you can get me the ball.
1: And then there's like the end scene. Oh, uh, yeah. OK. Whatever. I had a hard time focusing on the basketball montages because they were boring and poorly shot. <laughs> I had a hard time focusing on this montage. Is this one too? My god, it goes on for so fucking long. And it's just different shots of Dennis like popping up from behind a sunbathing woman with binoculars watching CJ. And it's, at least in my version, it's set to like soft hair metal. Oh, Um, Oh, 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 oh. you got something different. Interesting. Like the framing of this montage is very much. Supposed to at least in my reading Imply that like well yeah Of course this guy is stalking CJ Like have you seen how attractive she is He has no choice but to stalk CJ His wife is terrible um, And I really Fucking hated it so much Because the camera like Pans her body And stalks her at weird angles And like that's clearly The filmmakers POV on this as well yeah. And it goes on For so fucking long
0: there's quite a few shots from this i noticed that are the same shots that they use in the intro for Baywatch. yeah so they just yeah. get all their pam anderson shots from this which like mm-hmm. i guess good for you but also
1: bad for you because i hate this yeah uh it's and- just it's the most like blatantly male gazey we've seen the show be in a while and that is saying something by baywatch standards like. honestly yeah <laughs> It, it, it's
0: weird, because I do forget about that, because mm-hmm. I'm desensitized to this show sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I was like, oh, it is. You have to be basically blind not to notice. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, in the original airing of this show, they used the song Taste of Love by Jimmy Jameson, who is the same artist who performs the Baywatch theme. Oh, yeah. It's, OK. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, in my version we get eyes on you by David by Dave Green and I also don't like it and it's a three minute montage and I have a fucking like epic for you here yeah uh, to sing oh boy I apologize
1: (laughs) oh shit Uh, all right She's sweet as candy, blowing my mind. How could I handle such a kind? I feel the sand between my toes oh. and the loving in my soul, sweet as candy, blowing my mind. Tan skin shining in the sun, what's a man to do? I've got my eyes on you, looking like an angel, standing like a statue, can't take my eyes off of you, look in my direction, show me some affection, I've got my eyes on you, hotter than the sun, baby, you're the only one, can't take my eyes off of you. Come a little closer, let's take this undercover. I feel the blood pumping through my veins. I feel your beauty driving me insane. I feel it deep within my bones. Step up and claim your throne. Because you're my queen, can I be your king? Tan skin shining <laughs> in the sun, what's a man to do? It's the 90s, I gotta have a rap break. No, I do. I've got my eyes on you. Looking like an angel, standing like a statue. Can't take my eyes off of you. Look in my direction, show me some affection. I've got my eyes on you. Hotter than the sun, baby, you're the only one Can't take my eyes off of you Come a little closer, let's take this undercover She's the sweetest candy, blowin' my mind She's sweet as candy, gonna make her mine I've got my eyes <laughs> on you looking like an angel, standing like a statue Can't take my eyes off of you Look in my direction. Show me some affection. I've got my eyes on you. Hotter than the sun, baby. You're the only one. Can't take my eyes off of you. Come a little closer. Let's take this undercover. Well, God, that song goes on forever. Just like the montage.
0: I can't tell half the time
1: if that was discord peaking or your voice peaking, <laughs> uh, i think i think i may have been a little ambitious with some of my high notes there it wasn't but i i loved it i hated thank this you, song, thank you. Uh, it sounds hate, bad and i hate
0: this well that's because it's no i'm not going to insult you the song <laughs> itself is bad your version not necessarily great um, no, it's not. No, it doesn't have instrumentation. That's what's. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> you know if, that's true. If we had like six marimbas in here, whoa, look oh, out, buddy! Man, get a little trumpet in there. Ooh, six marimbas and a trumpet. My favorite band configuration. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Nothing else driving this other, other than <laughs> the marimbas. Marimba apocalypse, as we call it. Uh, mm-hmm. Now. With our next scene, all we can really say is "Welcome to basketball." Yup, it's just basketball. It's so much basketball. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's the there's <laughs> too much tuna meme, but it's like there's too much. You know the too much tuna meme? No. Oh, it's um, it's John Mulaney and um, and Nick Kroll. Oh the yes, These old yes, guys yes. are like, this is too much tuna. They're just like at a doctor's office and they're like, hey, nurse. Hey, nurse. Yes. Can I help you? This is too much tuna. I I don't even see any tuna. Would you like to look under my outfit? And no, I would not. There might be a surprise. And she's like, "Okay, I know. Fucking do this. She, She looks under the outfit and there's a bunch of tuna. There, are just like, you're like, look at
1: all this tuna. There's too much of it. Uh That's that's God. like the whole joke. They just keep doing that. Yeah, I I think I've seen one
0: of the clips of that. That's all you need is one. Yeah. And you know what? That's all we needed of, of basketball montages. Uh, yeah. Now we just get things like Garner telling Mish to play a better defense so that he can mm-hmm. get the ball to him.
1: You know, uh, yeah. Um, Also, this is where I assume Tito's wife, Mm -hmm. she's never introduced. um, It's Cookie Washington. Yeah, but she's never introduced in the episode. Yeah. It tells uh, uh, Trey that Garner's definitely a cop. uh, And Trey's like, well, fuck ever. I don't care. Um, But then Mitch and Garner end up winning. So Ozzy gives the business card for a life insurance agent. And based on this Garner realizes that Trey killed uh, Tito and not, I was very confused. Not n no, I think he
0: realized that Cookie would have gotten the life insurance payout, not that Trey killed him. I guess. Right. So it's just it's it's cuz Lou Rawls does say uh so he doesn't say later on he says something about um yeah, we'll get to it later. He d- he yeah. he reveals he he finds out later that it was Tito, but right now okay. all he knows is that life insurance payment. Hmm, who would that life insurance payment go to? Probably. Hmm. Yeah,
1: um, but now now we get to go back to our B plot. Uh, where Dennis is drowning, so CJ goes and rescues him, and he uses this to hit on her, and she is very charmed and agrees to go on a date with him. He says, and I hated he, it. He says he saw alligators
0: playing saxophones, and then he looked up and saw CJ, and she looked like an angel. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Well, the only thing I need left from you. To agree to go on a date with you is for you to stare at my chest. And he says, mm-hmm. boy, can I do that? And so he does. Mm-hmm. And then we immediately cut to a scene where Stephanie and CJ are talking. And CJ says the last time CJ went on a date with someone she rescued, she spent the night
1: watching a dude pick fleas off of his cat. Mm hmm. Uh, uh, and, and CJ says, don't worry, this guy's not a dork, despite the fact that he looks like... A big fucking dork. He's a huge dork. His name is Dennis. Sorry, no yes. one named Dennis. Uh, I mean, not that sorry, though. Uh, two, he <laughs> looks
0: like Singer from Future Islands, which we discussed mm-hmm. before. See season one, episode six, uh, mm-hmm. who is a dork. He's a good dork, but this is a bad yep. dork. Um, yes. He's named Dennis. Uh, uh, he's a menace. <laughs> Yes, and he does an unnamed job that requires an assistant, apparently, Um, Mm -hmm. and he's on a deadline. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think CJ should go on dates with men she's rescued right after rescuing them. I think that's probably a bad idea.
1: Um, The show has stressed many, many, many times that you are not supposed to do this because of, like survivors complex or whatever the fuck they call it. But no no no, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Well his body's still fresh. He could be having that uh what's it called? Uh when it's like the post drowning thing. Oh the like second drowning or whatever the fuck. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I mean it's real, but he could be. Yeah. You know, yeah. he could just be on
1: on your date and he's like <laughs> and you're like, whoa <laughs> shit, I didn't do my job. <laughs> <laughs> um but then we get to see Mitch and Garner uh and they are fucking hurting from the basketball game, which I actually thought was pretty funny. They're both yeah. just like covered in ice packs and sore as shit, mm-hmm. um, which I was like, OK, yeah, that's kind of funny. They're both older now and can't, you know, run around like they used to. Um, but this is where we learn that there was indeed a half million dollar life insurance policy on Tito with his wife as the beneficiary. And then Stephanie comes in. and whoa. Says, whoa, whoa, whoa. before mm-hmm. we before we get to Stephanie. It has
0: one of my favorite lines of this entire episode where yeah. Garner describes the life insurance policy to Mitch, mm-hmm. claims the 5000 the 500000 and mm-hmm. says something about how she would have gotten the the, the payout. And Mitch goes, that's illegal. <laughs> he just states he's so overactive, like, that's illegal. And oh, you're yeah. like, yeah, no shit, Mitch. Mm hmm. It's just very funny to me. And I thought of recording it to go along. It's unbelievable
1: uh, for our soundboard. But I didn't. Maybe I will later. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, at this point, Stephanie comes in and says, hey, there was blood found under Tito's fingernails and we don't think it was his. Um, Then we go back to the B plot where Arlene has almost recovered from her sunburn and is like, hey, Dennis, uh, it's our fucking honeymoon I don't want to spend the day alone uh, very reasonably. Uh, and then Dennis is just a big fucking asshole and is like, well, we can't go out to eat anywhere because you're not allowed to be in the sun. And she's like, let's order room service. And he's like, it could take hours to get here, uh, which it, it wouldn't. That's bullshit. No, it would um, take like an hour at most. Yeah. Um, but then at that point. Uh, He decides that he's going to go pick up lunch from the hotel restaurant downstairs. Yeah. He Uh, he says
0: it'll be like a picnic at the beach, but cheaper and more romantic. Yeah. I'm like, why do you think the restaurant downstairs will be that much cheaper than room service? Mm hmm. Like it's Uh, it's it's the restaurant downstairs
1: at the hotel. Yeah. Almost certainly it is where you are ordering room service from. Yes. Also. What is the plan here? Like, the plan, right. the plan is I will
0: avoid my wife, mm-hmm. who I married, mm-hmm. who I guess I, you know, was just guilted into marrying and going through with everything. Yeah. And I'm going to, I, I'm not from here, because I'm at a hotel, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hit on CJ, and, mm-hmm. and we will end up happily ever after, after date one hmm. And then I will divorce my wife and I'll tell CJ and she'll be like, I get it, baby. Uh, your dick is so romantic. <laughs> it's just a thing people say, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I say that to everyone. And
1: <laughs> uh, and then uh, Prophet. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have an end game here. Doesn't um, have a. Start
0: game either. Yeah,
1: it's it's really just an infinity war at this point. Um. <laughs> I wish I could snap this <laughs> plot away. <laughs> Don't worry, I will avengers you. I, I okay, so
0: I'm gonna something <laughs> actually interesting here as a tangent. Ooh. Which I was reading this uh this thread
1: from mm-hmm. someone
0: who I guess is studied specifically this. Um, The idea of, you know, we have low-brow culture and high-brow culture. uh, Sure. And there's this, like, imaginary idea of Mm middle-brow. And, like, them trying to say, like, well, what can you think of, like, as a question to us, like, what can you think of that is middle-brow, right? Sure. Can you think of anything that you would describe as
1: middle-brow? I mean, honestly, and maybe this is just because I'm primed for it, I would kind of argue that, like, the Marvel movies... I would probably agree.
0: Um, yeah, those are very middle brow. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the one he gave an example was when Harry met Sally. I mean, I've never seen it. Okay. So the idea he described as like a middle brow was that like there is an ongoing argument of like that middle brow doesn't exist because there's no middle. But mm-hmm. the difference is, is that the idea of middle-brow was created because, uh, like, low-brow culture is for the masses and high-brow culture is for, like, the rich and, you know, like, the 1%. Sure. uh, What happens is that as low-brow culture becomes more and more popular, at some point, a lot of times, it just becomes high-brow. Sure. Because all of a sudden they have the funds or the means to release it to the high-brow. Mm-hmm. So middle brow was stuff that was designed and also as like the the masses go on up in life, they get ever closer to becoming the highbrow. Like sure. in, in some sort of like free market economy idea. Sure. Um so middle brow was it was uh media or just culture that was supposed to appeal to too lowbrow. Allowing them, but then also it was supposed to appeal to highbrow, but more specifically that it was meant to imitate highbrow uh, high as people in like this lowbrow status are going up the ladder without mm-hmm. losing a lot of the like individualism or not the individualism. It's the opposite of individualism, um, the like grand cultural communal status of lowbrow comedy right. and lowbrow cinema and everything. So they could still feel like, yeah, this is made for me, for the masses, but it's also kind of super fucking arty. So interesting. Marvel is totally that, and that yeah. like, yeah, it's supposed to be like this nerdy thing that's very specifically nerdy. Uh, that is like, it's like, oh, power and like concepts and nerdy stuff here, right? It's that's not necessarily like for the masses. But it's become so, like, processed and
1: yeah. mass-produced. It's, it's all of those things, but it's also the third act of every single Marvel movie is a CGI fight scene. Well, like, right. Exactly, exactly.
0: I would yeah. say it's very different from... I, let's just use the Dark Knight as an example. Dark Knight was super highbrow. It was, wasn't lowbrow stuff. Um, you know, that was a superhero movie that was not lowbrow. Um, I don't think of that as middle brow either. Uh, it's it's too arty in terms of the way it's like made. Wow, uh, yeah. Well, like tons of CGI. Wow, cool, exploding things. Super. It's super low brow in that regard, but it does retain a lot of the like the nerdy shit to make it middle brow. Uh, mm-hmm. So like they don't have to abandon as they move towards the highbrow stuff. They don't have to abandon this the communal sense of of, of low brow. Uh, culture. So yeah, I think that's perfect example of uh, middle brow stuff. Um, yeah. Don't remember
1: why we brought this up. I don't either. There was um, there was a tie-in. Oh, because I made a stupid Endgame Infinity War joke. Oh no, that wasn't it. Uh oh, and was it? I think it was. Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Back to Baywatch. You see, mm-hmm. Arlene says she wants a sandwich, and it's mm-hmm. the most New Yorker thing I've ever heard because uh, she does not pronounce the D in mustard. Uh, and I could find for you the exact sandwich that she wants. Yeah,
1: but I'm not gonna. It was it was ham with lettuce, tomato, onion, and heavy mustard. And, um, and and I, and what I don't forget the diet coke
0: oh diet pepsi oh ho, 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 ho. there is egg on my
1: face now <laughs> 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 but he hates egg salad that's the um, joke <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah uh Dennis goes all right ham sandwich with everything hold the mustard and sh- he runs out of the room and she's like, wait, heavy mustard. And then is like, eh, never mind. My goofy husband. Um, and so then we get to see the hotel restaurant where Dennis is going to have lunch with CJ instead of bringing his wife food and spending time with her on their goddamn honeymoon. Uh, and CJ is dressed to the fucking nines. Oh, she's uh, in fine. this like gorgeous black dress. It's not uh, and the nine. Dennis... That's just like an outfit. I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, I'm being you know. shitty. She's got a peace Um, sign necklace, though. Yeah. Um, And Dennis looks like a fucking schlub. He he does legit look like the
0: furniture at
1: the 90s Taco Bell. Oh, God, yeah. Like his his shirt is a little too loud, even for me. Like it's it is a very very complex well, shirt, let me tell you. <laughs> See, it costs more. <laughs> it's very like
0: Kawaii fashion, you know, it's very yeah. light pastel blues with like a vaporwave pink shirt. Uh, yeah, and on him, it looks so wrong, like, you cannot, oh, yeah, this off at all. No, uh, you should instead be just wearing like a polo shirt, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No pants, just a polo shirt. (laughs) Just fucking Donald ducking it. Well, you should wear a polo shirt on the top and then a polo shirt on the bottom. And then stick your leg through the armholes holes
1: of of second polo. I'm just picturing like you stick your junk through the neck hole of the lower polo (laughs) shirt and fucking pop the collar. Well, (laughs) also you have to button it up first. Okay, if you cut the collar off the bottom polo shirt, is that circumcision?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared to answer the question. <laughs> oh, oh, God! This is one of the worst ideas we've ever had. <laughs> At that point, is it like a skirt? You know, if you wear I, it like that? I guess. Or is it like, is it a short? No. I don't... I don't know i think it's like a booty short yeah because it's probably so tight around your thighs probably unless you got very skinny thighs this dennis does not have very skinny thighs only only good people have
1: skinny
0: (laughs) (laughs) fucked up i don't know what i'm talking
1: about (laughs) um but
0: yeah oh uh, he forgot a scene an important scene
1: Oh, yes, we forgot that Garner and Mitch uh, play more basketball. Well, they play more basketball,
0: and we find out that they're going to be playing against Trey Harris, Mm -hmm. and that uh, Lou Rawls is like, the rumor is that Trey was seeing Tito's wife. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, that makes sense. And then Mitch stares at them, stares at the people they're going to play against, looks at Garner, then says, I'll take the white guy. And then Garner frogs yeah. and face palms while Mitch smiles. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a little funny.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's then there's a lot more basketball. Um But back but yeah, to this. Dennis. Back to this. Dennis
0: pulls out the chair and CJ sits down. He smells her hair and then he comes.
1: Yeah. He is really fucking horny during all of this, yeah. and it's deeply upsetting. He doesn't. Provide any conversation other
0: than you're a goddess. Wow, like you're a goddess mm-hmm. on earth. You're like a true visionary, and she's like, uh huh? Well, she's like, yeah. oh, that's so nice. And then after a while, she goes, uh huh, uh huh, like I know, I know. yeah. And you know, Morgan, I'm not, I'm not one for for PDA. I'm not, I mm-hmm. not, I don't like PDA. But you know what I do like? Mm-hmm. Do you? I I don't. I, what What do you like? I like PDA. Oop. It's a Pamela Denise Anderson. Oh, God. Damn I've been it. thinking about that joke for two weeks. <laughs> 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 and I finally got to make it. It came in the shower two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, you know... God, this episode is very bad. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. No, I was just going to go on. How about you go on instead? Does yeah. Spare me. Uh, but yeah, um, after all of this, eventually uh, his sandwich order is ready. And CJ's like, hey, what the fuck? He's like, I just have to bring my sandwich to my assistant. Uh, and so he does. And the whole thing is played like a fucking like French farce.
0: Before that. He does the very important thing of telling CJ to order for him. He Mm -hmm. likes everything. And surely he cannot, because we've already established
1: that he has a food he doesn't like. Have we established that he doesn't like egg salad yet? I think it happens in a second. Oh, you are right. You see, Um,
0: soon there will be egg on his face. Literally, figuratively, (laughs) and double figuratively.
1: (laughs) Yes, Uh, because, yeah, he brings the sandwich up to Arlene... And he is like running over chairs and it's shot like it's shot like top down isometric. Yeah, it's very weird, which is really fucking weird. It's a cool shot angle for showing farce. It's a cool shot angle for like a French heist cinema. Exactly. Well, and it's even scored in my version like that. Um, Yeah, like it's It's very like French orchestral music like you would see in like you know, like a seventies French farce. Um, See, Dennis is stealing the heart of CJ. Is he though? Cause I think he's just an asshole. Um, I, I, I think she just has bad taste. Well, also that, yes. Um, but yeah, so he, he brings the sandwich up to Arlene and then Arlene's like, Hey, where's the mustard? And also where's your food? And he's like, Ugh. Oh, I ordered chicken salad, but they messed it up, so they're remaking my order. Oh, no, let me go grab you your mustard. Um, And so he runs uh, downstairs. And? And, and, mm-hmm. and? Well, so he has to go back twice, once for the mustard and once for the Diet Pepsi. Yes. Um, Yeah, he goes back once and... Or no, right, it's the Diet Pepsi first, and then he comes back and... Yeah. he's like going back to CJ, and then she's like, like "Hey, what the whoa, fuck?" I'm slipping. And- every- do you know? Okay, do you know the
0: the God? I, even I'm sighing at this <laughs> tangent. Uh, do you know the Conan O'Brien slip nuts bit? I do not. Okay, so there's this joke that they had once where Slipknot was the musical guest, mm-hmm. uh, and so Conan has this joke where he's like, "Okay, everybody, it's time for a Slipknot." And then these three dudes come out and they go, we're the Slip Nuts hanging around. Slip <laughs> Nuts. Da, 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 da. Oh, look, he fell down. I slipped on a nut. And he goes, okay. oh, uh, whoops, this, who, who are you guys? We're the Slip Nuts. Oh, so you're not, you're <laughs> not Slip nut n- No. Whoops. So then, <laughs> like, a few years later, Slip comes on again and then he goes, it's time for Slipknot, and then the Slipknot's come out again. And he goes, oh, n- no. And they do the same song. Song going, we're the Slipknot's hanging around. So then he decides, okay, so Slipknot is in town, but they're not on our show. We're going to send the Slipknot's to the Slipknot concert to open for Slipknot. All right, so, that's very funny. It's very good. So they're in the back, and they're doing this documentary of them going, I slipped on a nut. no. That's horrible. That's horrible. You got to do that again. I slipped on a nut. I slipped on a nut. I slipped on a nut. And then they're like rubbing nuts on their shoes to like get (laughs) the traction. And I go, look, he fell. Look, look, he fell. No, look, he fell down. And they're just like going way too serious about this. And it's finally time for them to go out. And they go. It's time for Slipknot, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And then they come out and they do the whole bit. <laughs> we <with> slip nuts <laughs> and they cut to the audience. You can see them both at the same time, and the audience mm-hmm. is aghast. It's a bunch <laughs> of teenagers; they cannot fathom this. Oh my god! They are so dead-eyed, funny. staring at them. Holy then, shit! They go, I think they say, like, would you like an encore? And everyone goes, no. And they go, encore. So they do (laughs) it again. And people are, like, (laughs) booing them and throwing shit at them. And then they're like, thanks, everybody. And they go back. And then they get at one point to meet Slipknot and Slipknot was like, yeah, that was awesome, dude. We love that. <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking funny. It's so good. It's all on YouTube. You can find it. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I'll have to watch it. But basically, this is the Slipknots. He's just falling on everything at random yeah. times. Uh, and CJ's like, even
1: confused, like, you shouldn't be falling all the time. It's so weird. I don't, I yeah. don't get it. It feels very incongruous. Like he is in this French farce, but no one else is. And so the rest of the world is I mean, just like, hey, plot. what the fuck? That's actually an insanely good plot for a movie. Yeah. Actually, that would be really fucking funny. It
0: would be like. Um, that's a that's an episode of Scrubs. That's legit. The episode of Scrubs where uh, Oh, shit. That's the guy. Well, sort of where the, there's a guy who everything is a musical. Uh, and right. Out that. Uh, no, it's Colin Hay. From yeah, and at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he dies, and then the musical stops. Yes, we. That's I the still second time doing it as a French farce. <laughs> we, the second time we've referenced that episode of Scrubs on this podcast. It
1: is. Yeah. God, I, sh- I, I, I want to rewatch Scrubs because I loved that show, but I'm very worried that it does Same. not hold up, and I, I don't know. want that memory ruined for me. I'm. <laughs> so I was talking with. uh
0: it, you should insert the. uh It's unbelievable here to redact <laughs> this name because they are okay. a future podcast episode guest. All right. Uh, with. It's and unbelievable. And we were talking about how he's wanted to go back and watch Ed and Eddie, um, mm. but he's really worried that it doesn't hold up. And then he was like, "Okay, well, I just got, just got to try." So he watched an episode. He's like, "Okay, well, this isn't, this isn't horrible," but at the same time. Uh, he was like, it's really weird that shows from the late 90s, 2000s would do things like Ed and Nettie does with, yeah, we got to scam everybody. That is like our main plot point is like, yeah, head scam people compared to current TV shows, which are much more nice in nature. He's like, yeah. maybe it's like a political thing that it's such a difference of of that, uh, you know, like the main driving plots. Um, hmm. Which is a very well, weird I wonder. idea. But I also want to use this tangent as a chance to introduce to you the same thing I introduced to him earlier today, which is that okay. there is a four hour Kevin from Ed, Ed and Eddie concept noise rock album called Dortcore 101. All uh, right. And Morgan, can I read to you some of the the song names from Dortcore 101? Please. OK, so this is by a band called Kevin and the Bikes. You have okay. songs like Kevin Domination, Kevin Podcast One, The in- Indestructible Fruitcake, Why Are There No Minorities on This Fucking Show, <laughs> I Got from Playing in the Junkyard, The Ed Starts a Band, The Canker Sister Gave Me cankers. the entire plot of Ed and Eddie summarized in one sentence, which is just two grunts, uh, Mondo a go-go, fuck yourself, because Eddie's brother is an asshole, My Bike is Damn Fast, my Kevin addiction doesn't appeal to most of my friends. Why have my what friends stop talking to me? Um, the masked mumbler beats the shit out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kevin has diarrhea. Uh, Mr. Yum fucking dies. Others uh, song. is called Kevin. Um, uh, all right. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of great songs. I reference not becoming a dork, almost becoming a dork. Uh, I found a decomposing body in the junkyard. And I think it was Kevin's. And then um, right near the end, it has a very, very actual sweet song called Kevin, You're Gonna Be Someone Someday.
1: Huh.
0: Um, but right before that is uh, the saving grace of three songs of soundtrack to Kevin falling off his bike for the 1806th time. I'm tired of seeing <laughs> all these fucking Ed and Eddie AMVs on YouTube all the damn and time. And I fucking hate my friends. They don't understand my love for Ed, Ed and Eddie.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Uh, this album became kind of famous just because it's again, an, NNN an, an any concept album. Uh, yeah, and it is 101 songs, uh, Holy over, shit. uh, four hours. And the author does say, fun fact, the album becomes listenable at track 83. So, <laughs> I've listened to like six songs of it. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, it's wow. really listenable. Wow. <laughs> um, but hey, now you all know. Go listen yeah. to it. What, yeah, I don't know, like you do anything else with your time, or listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> podcast where Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I like that joke now. We're switching it off of
0: a podcast for two men because we've already uh-huh. established that joke. We've had three yeah. seasons of
1: that joke, and now we get to change it up. I I say so. I say we run wild with it. Oops. Um, just like uh Dennis keeps running wild in this episode and taking weird paths where he like leaps over chairs and yeah. crashes into waiters. Uh and my note for this scene is fucking leave already, CJ. You are way too good for this. Yes. Um but then eventually Arlene realizes she's missing missing the mustard on her sandwich. Um and so she heads downstairs. But then we get that's right. It's another basketball montage. Um, this one has, like, big band R&B behind it, what? at least in my version. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Okay. Um, so that's. Yeah, tell me more, and then I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, basically, the only real point of this montage is that Trey skins his knee real bad after, I think it's Mitch, like, checks him, and... Um, And so they pause the game real quick and he goes to wipe off his knee and just throws the towel on the ground and Stephanie grabs the towel that he used so they can compare his blood and absolutely no one questions this. Yeah. Um, Yes. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole montage.
0: So in the original version, we had Good Times by Archangels, but Mm -hmm. really they talk over most of the montage. So we don't get a lot of Lyrics for for a song. So uh, we do have a song like called "Here Comes Trouble" by Robbie Wyckoff uh, and Morgan. I do want you to read these lyrics here. All right. Here comes trouble. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do this version. Sure. Why not?
1: Here comes trouble. Here comes trouble 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 i can't remember how many times i've sang this cool
0: yeah that's all you hear is you just hear here comes trouble seven times uh there's there's other stuff but i can't hear it over them talking yeah no and i'm not gonna bother to do that by ear no not for this episode Maybe at a different time, but not for this. Episode. <laughs> maybe for a better song. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's the greatest song of all time. I couldn't hear the lyrics. Could be. Maybe the the you know, the payoff was here comes trouble. They was telling me mm. about this like grand you know, adventure of of mystery and then at the end it's here comes trouble. And I was like, "Whoa." Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, probably not though.
1: Probably not. No. Um, um, you know what else is trouble, Morgan? Uh, that goat that sounds like the chorus to the Taylor Taylor Swift song. That is trouble. Yes. <laughs> um, I
0: was also going to say the idea that you can get blood test results back from a lab in twenty minutes.
1: Right. Um, but yeah, we oh, uh, also
0: first we have. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, this next scene, mm-hmm. the music is wild. Uh, because everything by the oh actually everything in the last scene,
1: yes no no everything in the next scene everything in the next scene, the next scene is is when Arlene and CJ finally confront each other. My note is very weird here. Uh, ah oh yes okay so the song ends,
0: mm-hmm. and then Stephanie goes to get test results. Yes, uh, and this is uh, during the scene she's like walking around trying to look for this stuff. During the scene you get a mix of uh Jaws and Vorax Symphony number no. nine. <laughs> and I don't get it because nothing in this episode is worth either of those two No songs, right? There's no tension. No. No? Right? No. Um not especially at all. not Dennis. And you know Dennis. Dennis is an I man. That's what he says. He he wanted to become a oh. mission. And then you know what he does? He spits out his drink because he's not a mouth man.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh, I planned that joke for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as an ear man, it hit me good. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you should spend another seven days working on that one. <laughs> Listen, I on the seventh day I had to rest because I was very sleepy. Um, so did the writer. <laughs> um, but yeah, at this point, uh, Arlene comes downstairs and Dennis is at the table uh, with CJ. So he runs over to head her off, and uh, Arlene's like, "Hey, what the fuck? You're clearly having lunch with CJ instead of me on our honeymoon." Uh, and he's like, "What? No, I'm not." And then she's like, "Your jacket is at the table," uh, and he's like, "Um." And then uh, CJ comes over and is like, hey, our food's getting cold. Uh, And Arlene is like, hey, what the actual fuck? I'm his wife. And CJ is like, you're his wife? Oh, fuck. What the hell is wrong with you, Dennis? Uh, And also, we learned earlier that Dennis... uh, uh, Arlene thought Dennis hated chicken salad, but actually he hates egg salad, thus proving which came first. Um, Hmm. And so... Just at this point, a waiter is walking by with a giant egg salad plate. Um, and so CJ slams it in his face. Uh, and, and then that's the end of that plot line. So then we get, guess what? It's more fucking basketball.
0: But don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. because Stephanie gives us something amazing here. Yes. She introduces to the world. Mm-hmm. The take home paternity test version of a blood test. Yeah. <laughs> and this goes,
1: it's Trey's blood. I brought the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been five to ten minutes, including her travel time. She somehow managed to get a blood match, get the cops on board, like all of this. It it makes absolutely it, no sense. In my mind what she did was she
0: took some of Trey's blood, put it in her mouth, swirled it around spit it up. <laughs> it goes, okay, I remember that taste. Then get some of uh Tito's blood, put center mouse World around, goes, Patooey that's not the same thing. It's Tito's <laughs> blood. Uh or Trey's blood or Wow, oh, fucking it. mm-hmm. it's Yeah. Look, this is a bad idea. Don't do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I need to convince you to to not do that, then Lord knows you need some extra help.
1: Yeah. Um But yeah, at this point, uh They once again say the name of the episode and then uh, Trey runs away, but they catch him and arrest him. And then Mitch and Garner make basketball jokes about how Mitch is finally playing defense. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then we see them playing more basketball Um, and then Mitch can't dunk. So Garner says the name of the episode again, Uh, which, to be clear, is lifeguards can't jump. Uh, and then we learned that Trey and Tito's wife gave Tito an O.D. amount of coke, which is uh, like we have one minute left of the episode. And you're telling yeah. now. Yeah, it it was so stupid. Uh, so then, Mitch it's and Garner. It's very season one. Oh yeah, this is Mitch like Garner, one of the most hmm? season one episodes we've had in a while. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, the whole fucking episode felt like filler. Like. Well, because, I mean, all, all of this this show is filler. Well, but I'm saying, even within the episode, like we have, like, 15 minutes of montage in this episode. Like, there is nothing substantial in this episode. Morgan, how um, else are, is America going to learn what basketball is if not for Baywatch? It's true. It's true. Um, but in case we haven't gotten enough basketball guess what? It's time for Mitch and Garner to play one-on-one basketball. Uh, And then we learn that actually Mitch can dunk and can jump. And he's been hiding this all along. So we fade out on him giving a smirk to camera after he dunks.
0: It's like a Um, smirk.
1: That's really, really evil. Oh yeah.
0: He looks very ominous. Yeah. uh, It's like that. um, The Apex twin album cover. Yeah, Yeah. 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 It's very creepy
1: mm-hmm yeah but yeah that's uh that's the episode well um on our scale oh wait, actually for,
0: you know what before we do the scale mm-hmm. so let's talk about some indb ratings uh oh, sure uh one person who always rates it badly said this was a good episode that's wrong uh <laughs> the sand crabs agree that this is bad 277 yeah. says, apparently this show should have been called CSI Malibu Beach. And then there is the really <laughs> stupid stuff like Jeff Altman, Ogley, and Pam Anderson. I realize it's difficult to write a lifeguard series with constant saves. that doesn't get boring, but Crime on the Beach doesn't get it either. And yeah. then uh, the crazy Sand Crab, which is Sand Crab 722, <laughs> who titles this episode a review as Who Dat Bookie? Um... Ooh, don't love that. Nope. A plus eye candy, vexatious comedy, lots of hoops and some murder maybe, kind of snooze-genic, doze off or don't, not a lot to eggs spect. Ugh. And then finally we have a new commenter, uh, Dios Prometheus, who says, either this hotel does not have room service or, Or Honeymooner Jeff Haltman's character is just plain dumb, running around getting food and drink for his sunburned bride, who is thinking of cheating on with Pam Anderson, whom he has been out on the beach more than Hugh Hefner. Meanwhile, Super Mitch and Chunky Gardner, don't like that, get mixed up in a murder investigation of a college basketball player and have to play two on two to get the information they need to solve their case. We find out Gardner can shoot like Bob Boone of the defunct Utah Stars. No clue what that means. Sure. and Mitch If you say to, so. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and Mitch just has to play defense if beat Gardner. They win most of their games, but Lou Rawls strings them along, so they have to keep playing for him.
1: Um,
0: uh, it- Yeah. Uh, Morgan. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is discovering that love is dead, and 10 is discovering that... You have a gold prospecting forty nine er uncle who left you a gold boot in his will. Where would you rate this?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to love in this episode, unless I guess you really, really like confusing base or basketball montages. Um, I I don't know if this episode is racist, but it feels like <laughs> it is a little bit. That's a problem. Um, But I I can't point to anything specific about it other than just like generally this show treating black people other than Garner as just like, oh, yeah, they just murder and do basketball. Um, All they know is hot chip and lie. Um, And it's there's just not very much going on in the A plot and the B plot is actively horrible. um, And Jeff Altman is just really not a good comedian, he's not funny, he's super fucking creepy, um, and I, I didn't like it, um, so I, uh, I am going to give this episode, I am gonna give this episode a two, um, there's very little to enjoy in this episode, but it didn't quite hit the lows of a one for me, um, and I will say that a two- is the experience of uh, trying to cheat on your wife, but then you get a plate full of your least favorite food shoved in your face by the person you were trying to have an affair with. Uh, how about you, Michael? I'm going to give it a two
0: as well. I don't think it was like a one, but it was just yeah. offensive to my taste. Yeah, uh, it was really bad. I didn't like this. Um I said it was like a season one episode a little bit before, but season one episodes are better than this. Mostly. Uh, Mostly. Yeah, mostly. Um, I just didn't because season one episodes, I at least had fun. I didn't have fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, we've been having some fun with these episodes in season three so far, and this just has felt like the least fun of any episode so far, which is disappointing. So, yeah, that's a. That it's a two, and I'm going to rate a two, as the experience of seeing what's happening on the Cool Cat Twitter right now, <laughs> which is that Cool Cat what? has uh, started uh, making NFTs. And oh no!
1: People are not
0: happy. Uh, Good. There are like a bunch of replies. I want to read to you some of them. Some of them. Oh say, sure. This is not going grink, you fuckface. <laughs> um, one says I thought cool cat taught kids about going green and being good to the environment just the opposite of that NFTs, NFTs are something a Dirty Dog would like not cool cat <laughs> um, cool cat I think I like save image more than destroying the environment mm-hmm. um, one says uh, cool cat NFTs are not very cool you should stop and think about the environment which is a way cooler thing to do um, you are cool no longer I don't love you uh, wow! Not cool, Derek. Very uncool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, stop, stop, please. No, all caps. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Cool Cat will lose the cool if you keep this NFT scam up. You will be, you'll become cringe cat, a cringe cat. Hmm. Uh, now, there's some other things that happen. Interestingly, uh, is he also created a Cool Cat NFTs account? Um, of course. Uh, there's someone called "Have you seen my yas pill?" says, "Hey, cool cat. Are transgender people your friends?" Okay. Because please answer. Because I know some transgender people who would love to be your friend.
1: And cool cat NFT says, "Cool cat loves all cool kids." I mean, I, I guess by by Derek Savage standards, that feels like a very good response. Yes. Now, uh,
0: he, one of his uh, NFT cost 821 bucks. Okay. And someone said, he can't be serious. And someone replies, Hitler was serious about soap production. What the fuck? So Cool Cat NFTs responds, that's a dirty comment. (laughs) And then someone called Dirty Dog Hates You says, was that a pun? (laughs) Uh, What the fuck is the internet? uh, Now, some other things, for example, is uh, someone says, someone with a avatar of Silent the Hedgehog called (laughs) Olivier.WMV says, you fell off. And NFT says, wrong. I'm sitting straight up in the chair. Oh, OK. And then he gets into very, very uh, specific business talk about following the market. Okay. <laughs> uh, which uh, I don't need to provide you information on. Uh, yeah. But then he also, in that same period of time, has a conversation with someone where someone says, my cat ate my tacos again. <laughs> and he says, I'm a cat and I love tacos. <laughs> so it's all okay. Uh, oh, God. Oh, Yes. Oh, I just discovered a great one Okay uh, Someone posted a song which is called Marijuana And it's by Scruff McGruff the Crime Dog And okay, they said, I thought Cool Cat would be against the use of drugs Disappointed And Cool Cat says, smiley face, I am against them Everybody knows that <laughs> And then another person says, tweets him And he says, I am against drug Everyone knows that But my daddy, Derek, owns 420 Awards and we help him like every good kid would. Sure. (laughs) So, yeah, now they also have 420 Awards NFTs. Anyways. Of course. uh, Just. Yeah. So many horrible things. Anyways, uh, two is the experience of being Cool Cat. Yeah. Just being Cool Cat. It sounds horrible, and I would never want to be it. It sounds very stressful. It sounds very... uncool. (laughs) To be Cool Cat. It sure does. Yeah. But you know what may or may not be cool, Morgan? Is that next
1: episode it's our next episode which is called Ooh. dead of summer i i did read the plot description for this one earlier because i wasn't sure which episode we were watching uh and boy am i excited for this one well do you want to know a little trivia
0: fact about that episode yes please that is the final episode as a regular cast member during the third season of garner oh and he, he rejoined as a regular cast member at the beginning of the fourth season but oh okay yeah, you know it's just that we're gonna get him and then we're just gonna not see him for a while. Um, in the same way gotcha. that uh, we haven't seen Summer at all for a while, and we also haven't seen Slade, which I'm not complaining about. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen Summer or Matt. But anyways, the Baywatch wiki description is: The governor holds a speech at the pier. Three bad guys plan to blow the pier into pieces with a boat. Garner meets his sister old his sister's old friend Wendy again. Now, okay.
1: the INDB description is... I do want to just rickly, real quickly say, blow my peer into pieces. This is Garner's last episode. Uh, that's all. I thought you were going to do the um,
0: the AWOL Nation song, where they just oh. blow my mind, blow my mind, over and over. <laughs> I find that very funny for some reason. Yeah. Uh, the INDB description is, during the hottest day of the summer... Mitch and Garner are put in charge by a secret service agent to protect the governor during a visit to the Malibu Pier for a speech. But things take a turn when Mitch and Garner must foil an assassination when a disgruntled ex-con and his men hijack an explosive-laden explosive-laden Baywatch motorboat with CG sure. on it with the intent to drive into the pier and blow up everyone on it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the person in this description didn't know that the difference between the word mist and midst. Uh <laughs> So they said in the mist, M-I-S-T, of all this turmoil. Ah. Garner, <laughs> I, I like to think there's just like a mist there. And he's like, yeah. all this turmoil. Uh, Garner is followed by a young woman, a friend of his sister's, who has had a crush on him since her childhood. Wow. Mm. That sounds amazing. But you know what it does? It sounds less amazing than Morgan. What, Michael? Uh, that is a little. It's not really that fun for the viewers. I'm listeners. I mean, it's only fun to me, which is that I got a dude to make me a Tokyo Anal Dynamite shirt, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna buy it just basically to wear when I record for this podcast because I mostly yeah. am wearing my Baywatch uh, baseball tee. But it's fading a little bit uh, just because mm. it's a really comfortable shirt. And I'll probably have to buy another one. But yeah, um, I do fuck it. I'll buy one from Morgan, too. Um, <laughs> I it, do but, actually have a Baywatch shirt. Now. Yeah, but this baseball tee is really good. Um, yeah. Um, but what you wouldn't wear is this Gero Gero gay Ge gay, gay, Tokyo Animal Dynamite shirt. Um, that is true. <laughs>
1: I am making it for you anyways. Oh, oh. boy. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll frame it and put it on my wall. Uh, I could just get you a poster. <laughs> I could. J- no, I like I like the idea of it being a framed shirt as if it was like a retired sports jersey or something. And that I think case, is very funny to me. In that case, I'll g- I can get you the all
0: round graphic tee. Oh, because uh, that way you have the graphic tee with the true coloring of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way it just looks way better. That if you get be like a phone case if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Can I get it as a phone case? Hold I on. I feel like
1: you must be able to. This is this that's is that's like what Red Bubble does. This is very important.
0: Appo- I mean, I could get it as a pillow. I, I want Ooh. like one of the Society 8 tees, uh, Society 8 like pillow. thing. Yeah. That'd be very you, cool. Um, should get it as a get it as a
1: mug. I
0: don't think I can't. Wait a second, though. I actually might. Hold on. I think we can make this happen. Hold on. Hold on. This is it's <laughs> not important to anybody, but nope, us. Like this is just consider this extended podcast stuff. If you like our podcast, and you're like, oh, I wish there was more time with them doing stuff. It's like, okay, well, great. Here's them looking at <laughs> the gar- oh, iPad skin. Ah, oh! okay, wait. IPhone, Samsung. Okay, ooh, here's the uh, Galaxy phone skin. All right. Uh, I can get it for Yeah, I can get it for my phone Which yeah. is perfect Because you just get to see right in the middle The dude puking and shitting at the same time Yeah Which is great
1: oh, Redbubble did give me a mature content warning
0: Uh, I can get you uh, a framed art print For 84 bucks
1: <gasps> <gasps> Morgan? Yes. Morgan? Yes This yes. actually looks really good Hold on this looks really really good. Look at this throw pillow. I mean, for a certain definition of good. <laughs> no, I mean, look it just it looks like a pillow. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh it my gosh, look at that.
0: <laughs> oh, there's a mug? Oh, okay, so more yeah. what I want for Christmas. Yes, is I want this mug. I want okay. Tokyo enamel. <gasps> I want the tall mug cuz I actually use tall mugs. So Sure. Fun fact about me is I don't really drink that much out of like glasses. I always use a mug just because I enjoy it. Sure. Uh, and the best part about the tall mug is that the album name is cut out, so it's just the dudes shitting <laughs> and <eating> all around. <laughs> so there's like no oh context God. whatsoever. And and it's 16 bucks, but it's 13.73 when you buy 2. It's 12.92 when you buy 4 of them. So you can <laughs> get a bunch of them and I can give them out to people. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the Baywatch rookie school mug. <laughs> 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 god. <laughs> oh my god. And people people think I'm immature sometimes. What? Ah, <laughs> oh, I love this. There's even a travel mug. Uh, yeah. Um uh, so if you if you do want a greeting card from us, you we can get you a uh for for <laughs> a buck ninety-four, we can buy fifty greeting cards. Oh, we can buy <laughs> we can buy them at two ninety-eight a pot. Uh Tokyo Anal Dynamite greeting card. And yeah. okay, we'll send it to you. We will send <laughs> you a four by six or five by five by seven point five Tokyo anal dynamite <laughs> greeting card from Morgan and I. Are, are you yep. agreeing to this? You can cut absolutely. It down. Okay, absolutely. This is probably going to more likely to be bought than the love sync, um, <laughs> which we gave away for free. Uh, but yeah. no one took. Um, yeah. Uh, we will send you a Tokyo anal dynamite greeting card. So mm-hmm. I know you're all popping at the seams for it, but. Um, don't 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 fall over each other there's there's you know <laughs>
1: plenty to go around oh
0: yeah oh
1: you <laughs> know what the sad
0: part is is uh the hoodie there's a really good hoodie version of this um, mm. but I couldn't wear it out because it's again Tokyo Anal Dynamite yeah but it's a really good hoodie <laughs> oh, man that that sucks Well, Morgan, uh, take us, take us away. Yes, take us Just take us literally (laughs)
1: away. Take me away. Um, Yes, all that, uh, all that is left to say here today is thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrapp. I'm at Tokyo Anal Dynamite.
0: Um, I'm at. <laughs> I, I should change my. I mean, on Twitter, I am like my name and how many new albums I've listened to, but I should just mm-hmm. change my handle from Snotsnit to at Tokyo Anal Dynamite. I'm not going. To <laughs>
1: um, uh, I'm at Snot-Snet, Snotsnit. S n o t s n i t. We'll see you next week, and just remember, come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Morgan, you have not seen that. You cannot do that. (laughs) I don't. I
0: refuse.